This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's up, what's happening? It's Blake and Dustin, and we are back for another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. And tonight we are here to talk about your Auburn Tigers knocking off the number one ranked LSU Tigers in Plainsman Park this weekend, Dustin, taking two out of three. And the Auburn Tigers improved to 27, 19, and 1, and 11, and 13 in the Southeastern Conference. Man, what a weekend it was, Dustin. But first, man, let's start off with how was your weekend? It was great, dude. Got it done on the diamond, right? Auburn gets yeah. it done at LSU, and the ladies get it done versus Mississippi State, and the Tampa Bay Rays uh, knocked your Yankees off to keep that AL East division lead. So, all in all, pretty good weekend for me, man. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with the football team. Just fun time in sports overall. Now, I'll tell yeah, you, man. Who did week was uh, at Crying Belly, uh, that young man. <laughs> He came to Auburn Saturday night, and he didn't have the best of times, apparently. Hey, and doubled down on it uh, on Twitter going into Sunday, right? I mean, my buddy uh, was just pure barking and uh, threw out some stuff saying that some Auburn fans were making some racial slurs at Trey Morgan and all this stuff. I mean, absolutely insane stuff. The parking deck uh, was letting him know it. The Auburn fans were letting him know it. Security come and got him. but man, the the Wilson on Twitter just absolutely bodied him with I've had it up to here with LSU baseball. And then when he photoshopped him in the front row and all of our guys, you know, they're hugging and 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 uh patting each other on the backs and everything, man. And and he's just sitting in the front row just pointing, you know. And, I mean, that was that was amazing stuff uh from Wilson right there. Uh, but man, the, the guy was just looking to pick a fight, you know. And and I think really what it what it stemmed down to is you're just upset that your number one ranked LSU Tigers uh, got got beat to sleep for the first time this year in a three game series. All right, for the first time this year, you lost, and I don't think you uh, I don't think you could handle it. I don't think you could take it. I don't think you could look it eye to eye and say, hey, maybe we're not as good as people say we are. Maybe all we have is Paul Skeens, right, Dustin? Uh, because th- that pitching staff after uh, after Paul Skeens, mighty sketchy. And, boy, yeah. did we say it on this podcast. I mean, you know, I, look, the kid was drunk. He made a stupid mistake. Um, you know, I don't really like getting on Twitter and going after females uh, like he did Brandy Mack, uh, you know, and, and li- like you've mentioned, man, when we've text about it and everything, hollering at 60-year-old men, Dustin, that, that's just insane to me, bro. Yeah, the video that he put out didn't make him look, didn't make him look good. Uh, 
racial accusations, when you throw that around, you, you got to be right, man. You can't just say people said something like that that they didn't say. And everyone that was sitting over there, including LSU people, are calling that guy a liar. And so just a clown, but I thought it was I thought it was funny because he said just win the series. Well, okay. Now he went back and deleted he deleted that tweet. And it was also a lack of awareness from the standpoint of we beat you last time we played. So first back to back series wins for us first LSU since 2012. Dude, look at where we were versus uh, Alabama, sitting five and ten that Sunday afternoon. You had to think, okay, this I'm not gonna say it's over. Me and you kept saying there's big opportunities left. You still got big opportunities, but you didn't feel good about where you were. I mean, D1's putting out stuff saying you're in the first five out and things like that. And you were five and ten in the SEC at that point. And then you come off and you win your next three series, six and three, uh, since that point in the SEC with two series wins back to back versus top three teams. We've jumped all the way up to 28th in the RPI, man. We win these next two series. We're going to host. Yep. <laughs> well, what, what a turnaround this team has made. We, everyone that followed this team said it all year, man. You just need a handful of pitchers, a couple of starters, a couple of guys in the bullpen to get consistent and get it figured out. Now, I trust Tommy Vale. I know he's going to give me a good, a good start. Now, I trust Herbert Holtz. I know he's going to be competitive. And with the bats and the lineup that we have, we don't have to be world beaters, man. You just have to yep. keep us in the game. You just have to keep us in the game. And shout out to a guy like Chase also. Hey, we lost three to nothing Friday night. And shout out to you for calling Bush's strategy, saying that that's what he was doing with Chase also. It was just saying mm-hmm. Friday night's a wash because Paul Skeens goes 7.1 innings, gives up six hits. Anytime we did get in trouble, he – not didn't even get contact for double plays. He just said, I'll strike y'all out. He finished with 15 strikeouts. The kid's just unbelievable, man. The best mm-hmm. college pitcher that I've seen in a very long time. So kudos to him, man. That kid is just unbelievable. So we didn't get it done Friday night. The first Friday night we've lost uh, since the Arkansas series. Mm-hmm. But, but strategy worked because then you come into those next two games, you throw your two guys. You mentioned it on our last podcast, what Butch was talking about. I know an LSU reporter had said after the game that this was the first time all year people had done that. The the conventional thinking, normally you say, well, throw our ace versus their ace. Butch kind of taking an out-of-the-box approach. Like, again, you know, shout out to you for calling it. And it worked, bro. It worked. It's our first series loss of the year, so it worked. You're not going to do Paul Skeens, but you can get to those other guys, and that's what we did. Yeah, man, and, and you know, <laughs> tip my cap to Butch because – he was really looking at this, right, and saying, we just need one, all right? So what better way to get one than to have Tommy Vale go on Saturday and Christian Herberholtz go on Sunday? So you can you can find one out of those two with Vale and Herberholtz. But where you can't find one is if you waste Vale on Paul Skeens. But like you said, though, man, that was one of the bright spots in our weekend. I know both me and you agreed on it when we were texting and Chase also, you know, I know he comes out and he hits Dugas to lead things off and then he gives up the bomb to Trey Morgan. And it looked, uh, it looked really, really bad early. Like it, it looked like, Oh boy, here we go. Here's the same chase that we've had all season. But man, I just want to point this out. 
if you are a regular on this podcast, you know that we have come for Chase also on this podcast because why? Not because we hate him or we want to down him or anything like that. We love Chase also. He's we an Auburn him. Tiger. We believe in him. All right. We come for him because we know what he did Friday night is what we expect. That is what we expect out of Chase also. And honestly, Dustin, I think he has earned the right to, to, to get another shot to start. Okay. And, and, I'm so damn proud of him, man, because he stepped up when Auburn needed it the most. And and I know we keep saying that, when Auburn needed it the most. Because if you look back to Tuscaloosa, like you mentioned earlier, man, your season was on the line, Dustin. Everybody said after you lost that series, I don't think you go into the NCAA tournament. I I, I, I even tweeted that out. I said, I think the winner of this series goes and the loser goes home. That's how I felt at the time. But, man, what a turnaround. Like you mentioned, guys have been able to come out of that bullpen and we rely on them and we can count on them. And, look, we lost three to nothing, Dustin. But let's look at the names. Tanner Bauman, Chase Isbell, Hayden Murphy, All right, a true freshman. All right. Those three guys, you saved the weekend, all right? We did lose three to nothing. But I come out of that game Friday night feeling damn good. You want to know why? Because we didn't waste arms. We didn't give up 24 runs like we did to Georgia, okay? we Chase Chase gave us four. I think Tanner gave us two and a third, all right? And and, and Isbell and, and, uh, and Hayden stepped up. And we kept it at a three-run loss, all right? And so when you couldn't string hits together, you couldn't get anything going, you had Paul Skeens with 15 Ks and the best, the best college baseball pitcher that I've ever seen. I'll put him over David Price and because, uh, in my opinion, David Price was one of the best of my time. Uh, I'm only 32 years old, so if you're watching this and you have somebody better, drop it in the comments. Uh, because what were you gonna say, my, Dustin? My my first Auburn game ever was Tim Hudson. I was six, Ooh. but it still counts. Yeah, yeah, uh, Huddy, man. Hey, we miss you, Hud. We miss you. Uh, but yeah, man. Look, if you have somebody better, uh, you know, drop it in the comments. We'd love to hear it. We want your opinion. Uh, we want to interact with you. Uh, but Skeens, man, you have three pitches that look identical out of the hand. All right. And everybody was like, man, they're making it. He's making us look foolish. He's making us look foolish. All right. Well, guess what? When you have a slider that looks like a fastball out of the hands and it ends up dropping off the table and you're already committed because the human eye uh, doesn't pick up. It, look, the human eye is not supposed to pick up 100 miles an hour out of somebody's hands from 60 feet away. OK, yeah. it's it's not it's it's just not supposed to. All right, it, it's that's not how the human eye works, bro. And so when people say, "Oh man, what are you swinging at?" Oh well, he's swinging at what he thought was a fastball. All right, that's what he's swinging at, uh, and ultimately it ended up being a changeup uh, at 88, 89 miles an hour. All right, and and just so how freaky that is, Tommy Vale throws his fastball at ninety one. <laughs> right. How freaky right. is that? There you go. All right. That just puts it in, uh, puts a little mustard on it right there on how good Paul Skeens is. So, 
Man, those were my highlights in game one, Dustin, was was those guys keeping it close and saving arms for the Auburn Tigers. I really, really felt like it wasn't one of those blowout losses or one of them losses where we were just, you know, we were right there and they just snatched it out from us, you know. It was one of them losses where I said, hey, this could lead to something Saturday and Sunday. We got a, we got a good pitching staff available, all right? And what did I tell you before we played them? After Skeens, they were sketchy. They were sketchy. Uh, both of their starters uh, had had five ERAs. All right, it was like four nine two. I think one was like four six zero, something like that. I mean, I mean, they were just barely beneath five ERAs. And I knew that we could hit both of those guys. So. All we were saying was just don't get blown out Friday night. Don't let LSU beat you 18-2 to two or something like that or, or like Georgia beat you that Sunday, like I mentioned earlier. And Auburn didn't, man. And you could tell the team, even though they lost 3 to nothing, they were still a little fired up going into Saturday. You could you could tell there was a little moxie. And, uh, and moving over here to this Saturday game, man, let, let's just first start with the Eagle the first flight, all right, and how special that was to you, Dustin, as an Auburn fan. I said it on our uh, talking about it on our midweek show. You can't lose, you can't lose the first time the Eagle ever flies at a baseball mm. game. That's a must-win scenario, and it worked out, man. I thought it was the jam-packed. I didn't see any empty seats Saturday night. I thought that mm-hmm. the crowd was engaged every time we were on two strikes, two out, even in the third, fourth, and fifth innings. Just the crowd was engaged, was into it all night, and I think that, that atmosphere kind of sparked the team. This was a, a close game, tight battle, eight to six win. Another mm-hmm. solid start from Tommy Vale, giving you four innings, eight Ks, only one walk. Ooh. That's 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 the Tommy Vale that I like to see right there. Uh, Copeland struggled for the first time in a little bit. And then John Armstrong comes in, gives you a good inning, only giving up a hit, walks a guy, but doesn't give up any runs. Crotchfield comes in with a big three-pitch strikeout, dude, big three-pitch strikeout. Good to see him back after that injury, hoping to see more than just one batter faced uh, for him coming up next weekend, probably just working him back in from that injury. But that was a big-time spot, man, big-time spot. Come in and get that K versus number one team. And then our guy Will Cannon, dude, three innings pitch. Gives up two hits, two more runs, walks two, strikes out three. Just kind of keeps us in that game because when you look at this uh, lineup, when you look at what the guys did at the play Saturday night, and I got worried because that first, first couple innings, they were still striking us out. And I'm like, damn, are we going to mm-hmm. hit them this weekend? And then, man, finally blew the top off that thing. Yeah, Dustin. And, and look, I want to uh, I want to throw out two guys that one guy doesn't get a lot of playing time. He's a veteran, and he stepped up when Butch called upon him this weekend. Huge. I already know you're going huge, Brody Wortham, brother. Stepped up, drew a walk in a in a clutch AB, and then come up and got a hit out the left center. All right, I mean, look, this guy he doesn't he he saw the field a little bit early on in the year, uh, but. He hasn't been, you know, an everyday guy. And coming off the bench at home mm-hmm. against this club in the LSU Tigers, like I always say, supposedly the greatest team of all time. That is what we heard coming into this season. They were going to dog walk everybody. 
They got Tommy Tanks White from NC State. Dudes, I look, I'll, I'll just go on record and say it. Nate LaRue hit one right by him. He never saw it. All right. And that's my next guy that I want to give a shout out to. After all the hell that Nate LaRue took at the beginning of the year, all the hell of him going through a, a, a stance change and him coming out and hitting 078 to start the year. And now, my buddy, <laughs> I, I feel good. I, I feel good for him, man. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of him. He's the, he's one of the captains of this team, mm-hmm. and uh, him just being from my hometown, and uh, watching him play in high school, and knowing that he was going to play at Auburn. Um, I always root for Nate, man. I always root for him. And last week he had a blunder at South Carolina, and I had an exchange with a with a, a buddy on Twitter, um, a, a follower, and and uh, the guy has good takes, all right. And he always puts positive stuff on there for Auburn. Well, he got caught up in a little overreaction, and he said, "Get Nate Larue off the field." And I said, "Absolutely not, dude's one of the best defensive catchers in in the country." All right, so if you're one of the best defensive catchers in the Southeastern Conference, you're one of the best in the country because we know you look at the top ten in the polls and you see SEC, SEC, SEC. You see our record versus the rest of the country? Oh, dude, unbelievable, man. The SEC just dominates in all sports, not just football, baseball, basketball, softball, whatever, man. You can keep going, swimming and diving. It don't matter. Gymnastics, it don't matter. Um, But, man, Nate. You know, I, I tell people he's not coming off the field. His defense, his arm behind the plate, uh, the way he receives the baseball behind the plate, and all you need him to do, all you need him to do, dude hits a bomb last week in Columbia. Dude hits one past Tommy Tanks at 3B in game two. Drives in a run. That's what you need from him. You don't need you don't need Nate LaRue to hit 280, 290. Nah. Nah, that's not what you need. You need him to hit 230, 240, 250. All right. And you need him to be a damn brick wall back there behind the plate. That's it, bro. And that's what Nate's been, honestly, since the Alabama series. He started coming on in the Alabama series, I think it was. Yeah, it would be interesting to see his average since he went back to his original stance. And yeah. then, because uh, I mean, it's, all, it's been going up. And I, the announcer said this weekend um, on the broadcast, I know you listen to the radio and watch the game, but mm-hmm. the, the announcers on the broadcast said that he's up over 250 in SEC play. So that's all you match, need, man. That's that with his defense. And that's perfect, especially at the bottom of your lineup. Yeah. And, and, you know, Dude's hitting in the nine hole, bro. I I just want people to understand. At catcher, you look at all the great catchers, bro. Look at go back and look at all the great catchers, and look at their averages. All right, they're really not great hitters, bro. You're not asking your catcher to hit you three hundred. All right, that's not what you ask. All right, you you ask your catcher to be a damn wall behind the plate, throw people out, all right? Pick people off like Nate LaRue does. How about that, Dustin? How about that play? Man, 
man, when he backpicked him at first, I mean that that Nate is just too smooth with it, brother, yeah. back there. And how you could ever want him to be taken off the field. Look, I know what he went through earlier in the year and the struggles and Butch pulling him and everything. But I also think that led to what Nate is doing right now. I think it lit a fire under his ass, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I mean, what are your what are your other your other options aren't guys that are batting three, four hundred, so Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have a lineup full of guys that bat 300. You got a guy batting in the low 200s, like you said, that's one of the best defensive catchers in the in the league, if not the country. And you already know what his teammates think about him because they voted him captain. So yep. yeah, Nate's got to be out there. And he also is a guy that's been there, seen that. He knows how to handle the pitchers. He knows how to handle the staff. He can go out there and talk to a young guy like Zach Crotchfeld or whoever it is, a guy like Drew Nelson that we'll talk about in a minute. And, and calm them down. He knows how to call a game. He knows what he's doing, man. Nate's uh, that just valuable to this team. You got to have him. He's an integral part of the team. Yeah, man. And and you know, I want I want to talk about Will Cannon for a minute. Um, an absolute dog, nails to come out of the pen. Three innings. Mm. These are three guys right here. I know Connor got a little run, and I know John got into some trouble and Zach had to come in and blow the fastball by him. All right, but these three guys in game two, that's why I put it up here, bro, just absolutely huge. And Will Cannon is that guy. He's that dude, man. And I know it wasn't wasn't always pretty, and I know he he put the go-ahead run at the plate in the last inning, but he nutted up. Yeah. And he got it done. And when you needed a strike, he gave you a strike. And he handcuffed Trey Morgan. And he mm-hmm. sat him down when we needed it the most. I love going back to that, when we needed it the most. Because, Dustin, this damn team has had their backs against the wall. Let's be honest, man. They've had their backs against the wall, and they have freaking responded. And... <laughs> We're so close to pulling the plug on this baseball team. We were close. We were close. I, I remember, you know, early on and, and us just saying, dude, the pitching, it's just not there, man. And I would always refer to, man, we got some babies out there. We got some puppies, Dustin. You know when I would say that. And I would say, this guy's just not ready for the moment right now. But I tell you this. I remember a team that went on the road to Arkansas and got swept, all right? I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook the other day, an Arkansas fan, under an SEC baseball post, and I said, that same team that you swept, completely different team now, brother, and I want your ass again, all right? I want the Hogs one more time. I don't care if it's in Hoover. I don't care if it's in the NCAA tournament, best two out of three. Give me that ass again, all right? I I want it to be in Omaha, especially after the bitter taste that I got my mouth from last year and the way that ended. I want you again because this team right now is completely different from what you got at that moment in opening weekend of SEC play. And it's guys like Will Cannon, guys like Zach Crotch. Zach Crotchfeld grew up. He grew up the other night. He come in and absolute gas said, hey, I'm going to put it on a silver platter for you. Let's see if you can hit it. 
and they couldn't touch him. 96, 97. Zach Crotchfield and Drew Nelson and these guys, Dustin, they can lead this team back to Omaha, Nebraska. And and I've got that feeling. I think Auburn is the hottest team in the country. I think they have found something. And, and I know we'll talk about Drew here in just a second. But he grew up. And, and I'll save what I'm going to say about him in just a minute. But he grew up. And this is the best pitching performance in an entire series, even on Friday night. Take me back to Friday night. Those dudes pitched their ass off. This is the best performance of the year, and you saw puppies turn into dogs. Okay? And I see 33 on that rubber, and the way he carries himself, and the way he pumps up his teammates, and the way he gets in the dugout, and he hypes his guys up, man. I love it. He's a huge part of this team. He is going to be the big, big, big reason Auburn goes into somebody's backyard and absolutely knocks them off and destroys their season. And that's me sitting here saying that they don't host, which there's still a possibility that they do, Dustin. But right now they got you down in Coral Gables. All right, Miami does not want to see Auburn. They don't want to do it. They don't want to see Auburn right now. And I'm just damn proud of these fans for showing up. I'm damn proud of this pitching staff. I'm damn proud of this offense. I'm damn proud of this defense. I'm damn proud of this coaching staff. I'm damn proud of the entire university for what they did this weekend to have these guys locked in, Dustin. It was an it was excuse me, it was an awesome atmosphere. That one got me. It was an awesome atmosphere, <laughs> like I said, dude. And uh, it was beautiful, beautiful thing to see. You can't, you can't, we're up to 28th in the RPI, dude. You can't put enough, you can't measure how significant this weekend was for us. Just huge, dude. Just huge. Mm-hmm. And baseball is just a funny game. You said it many times. Just a weird game. It can change up. I use the example with Tommy Vale talking about Mason Barnett last year. All of a sudden, man, a guy can just catch fire. And one thing that has been consistent is these bats. We've been hitting all year. Bryson Ware has been hitting all year. I think Ike Iris is just going to hit for three years. I think Chris Stanfield is going to hit for three years. You talk about puppies. They're starting to grow up. Yep. That Arkansas series, well, that was the first series of the year, our SEC series. That was the first time a guy like Chris Stanfield, a guy like Ike Iris, have been in that situation, have played that level of competition on the road. It's a little bit different than the Indiana coming in at home. That's no shade to Indiana, but the SEC is just different level, bro. It's just different. And you see, as this has gone on, you see them with these pitchers getting more and more comfortable because even some of these guys are portal guys. So they're getting their first taste of SEC. They're coming together at the right time. And it seems to me like this team is together. It seems like they play for each other. It seems like they really, really care about each other. And we watch enough sports, man. You can tell when that's fake. You can tell when that's like, mm-hmm. for example, I feel like that's something that's been missing from the football and the basketball programs the past couple of years. And don't take my word for it. Listen to some of the things that some of the insiders, the real insiders, have been saying on these shows today. That is shade at some people for sure. Um, but uh, 
Listen to what some of these real insiders are saying the day. They said the chemistry of the basketball program got better today with Alan Flanagan and Wes Flanagan being gone from the team. Now, you can read in between the lines and ask yourself what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all seen the debacle that football has been the past three or four years. Guys that aren't together. Butch consistently has teams that love each other and play together. And it's not surprising to me that they're just now kind of getting to that point. Because like I said, a lot of portal guys, right? So a mm-hmm. lot of new guys were coming from over here. Caden coming from over here. You know, Kirby coming from over here. And then you mix that with freshmen, Crotchfeld, Stanfeld, Ike. So you just have a lot of new faces. Well, we have over a dozen guys get drafted last year. You have a new dugout. You have a new clubhouse, a new locker room, a bunch of new guys. It's taken them some time. They've had to go through some battles. They've had to go through some ups and downs, and they're starting to learn each other. And now the talent's coming through. And, man, a together team that hits the way that we hit, and now with the one-two punts like Herbert Holtz and Vale, and, man, if if Chase Alsip gives us that the rest of the season, just four innings of that, if he can do Watch that for out. us on Friday night, man, if he can do that for us on Friday nights and really set us up, yeah, watch out for sure. I mean, we've got these two series <laughs> left. I think we should be favored in both of them. Very, very scary old Miss team because they're fighting for their life this weekend. So that's going to be a very tough series because they got their back up against the wall, kind of the way you've seen us play with our hair on fire these last couple of weeks. So, But I like where we're at, man. It's been just a complete, complete turnaround, and all of a sudden – you're looking at two states you're then and saying that if we get this done, we're hosted. And then what does that say for this Auburn baseball program? That in a year that me and you and other people have said multiple times, kind of a rebuilding year because of all the new faces like I just alluded to, all mm-hmm. the young freshmen that are, that are trying to get acclimated. If in this year, if we can host a regional, what is the future with this young freshman class? With a guy like yep. Cooper, who's only a sophomore, and still at the minimum has another year for you, man, I'm just the you pull off you you pull off hosting back to back regionals, and I mean we've already made the statement. Our record over the past three or four seasons speaks for itself, but that's just another feather in the cap of hey Auburn baseball is here, man. Now we are consistently hosting regionals, so I uh, and I think we get it done, man. I think that uh, Ole Miss. Is a prime example. Just get hot at the right time, and we are yep. hot at the right time. And like I said, the guys are together. We're a dangerous, dangerous team. Don't let us slide into somebody's two seed in a regional. Nobody wants that. Yep. Yeah, Dustin and and uh, what did, I got to ask you real quick before we talk about game three. What did you think about Butch and the ass chewing, bro? I I, I loved it. I, I I personally loved it. Um, I think uh, him going out there, and you don't see that much from Butch. No, see and, and, this year than you have probably ever. This year he seems to have been a little more ornery. Yeah, and, and um, me personally, I loved it. All right, I, I think that is what this weekend was about, and that's why I loved it. And I think he was showing his boys, hey, you know, just because they're over there in that dugout, they're not going to get their way. All right. That just because they're number one, all right, when Buddy gets thrown out, he's going to have to go, 
right. And you don't get your way. You don't get your way just because you're the number one ranked team. All right. You get out of here. Skedaddle. Get gone. All right. And I'm not going to let you walk up in here in my house and take over my house. Right. And I think our guys responded to that. And they said, hey, you know, we know what Butch is about. And and our head coach has got us. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because I loved it. Yeah, loved it too. Big fan of it. I thought that was calculated. It almost got to the point to where it was like, is he trying to get tossed to send a message? Yeah. Just because of what the score was, where we were in the game, I felt like maybe he was just kind of saying, you know, trying to fire the guys up. I'm not. He was seriously pissed off. He was upset. And like I said, man, a little bit more of that this year. He seems to. Uh, he seems to have been aggravated this past month or so. But mm-hmm. he's been coaching his ass off, and what he did this weekend the way he approached schemes, the way he approached the weekend, it paid off beautifully. If, uh, and it's a, it is a small fraction. Okay. So I'm almost even hesitant to give these people the, the light of day, but I see it. I still, I see him anytime we lose a series and I see him on Twitter and I see him on some of these bulletins. Stop with any, any of this doubting Butch, any of this oh. Thompson hate. It is by far the dumbest, stupidest take. This man is one of the best managers in the country. And you should be worried about us maybe losing him to Mississippi State versus saying that you want something different. You better hope that we do everything we can to keep him because that man is Auburn baseball. And talking about how long he chewed those umpires out, Blake, Shows how much respect the umpires had for him, right? Because they yeah. gave him a lot of leeway there. Yeah. Yeah. And and Dustin, you know, I said it last year. I said, you better take Butch and give him a lifetime contract. Lock him up. Lock him up. Just like you did, Bruce. Lock yeah. him up. Have All right. Man. Because do you want your baseball program to go back to not being competitive, man? Do you want to go back to those sunny days that we were, you know, just in not too long ago? You know, you don't want to go back to that. That was miserable. All right. Goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, you want Butch Thompson around forever, pay him, give him what he wants, improve your stadium. All right. Mm-hmm. I want it now. I want it now because instead of having people sit out in lawn chairs in right center, right? I want, I want, I want seats out there. All right, give me a deck, give me something, give me, give me what Mississippi State has out there with the with the left field lounge. Give me something out there. All right, it's on us too, right? We have to what what we did this weekend. We have to do every weekend. We have yeah. to show up. I'm call myself out too. I'm not on a high horse. I probably need to make that three hour drive a little bit more. Yeah, and, and and I'm right there with you, Dustin. Uh, but man, let, let's move to game three and and break this last one down. And we just we use two arms, Dustin. We use two arms, brother. I mean, then it's on a Sunday. Insane. On a Sunday, hey, 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 what is going on? What is going on, people? On a Sunday, we held somebody to two runs on a Sunday, Dustin. Oh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Oh my God! Man, give them hell. Give them hell. Stand <laughs> up and yell. Hey. hey, so man, I'm to the point where you know, uh, 
we know what Christian Herberholtz did, right? And the guy I want to talk about is Drew Nelson. And a, and a couple weeks ago, I come on here and I said, maybe it's time for Drew to just kind of uh, sit down for a minute and uh, and maybe not get as much run out there. And I watched this kid get absolutely ran against Indiana. I've watched him get ran at, at down in Gainesville. All right, it's been bad, and he's been through the struggles, and he's had to hear it on Twitter. I'm sure he's 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 seen all the the tweets and everything about how he just hasn't lived up to what we thought we were getting. You know, when we had our preview show, uh, we told Lindsey, we said, hey, what about Crotchfeld? And he said, well, he said, Drew Nelson's going to be that Sunday guy, you know. And for this kid to come out here in this situation, man, and absolutely shove it up LSU's rear end, the number one team in the country, the best lineup in the country. And he said, hey, you can take this hook. You can take this fastball, all right? And I'm going to put it right over the plate and dare you to hit it, and you couldn't touch it. It was the first time he's been truly, truly competitive, Dustin. And when I mean competitive, I mean the ball being around the plate. All right, he looked locked in. He wasn't sporadic and throwing ball after ball all over the zone. It it was he was hitting spots. He was locating the fastball and he was humming that baby. And I got to tip my cap to Drew Nelson for the job that he did. Three innings. I think he gave up one hit, no runs. Man. He ain't a puppy anymore. He's a he's a full-grown dog. And if you get that out of Drew Nelson for the rest of the year, Dustin, that's just another piece, man. It's another piece to the puzzle. And Zach Crotchfield, Drew Nelson, Will Cannon, Tanner Bauman, John Armstrong, the bullpen is starting to look up. The bullpen is starting to play, Dustin. And then you got Tommy Vail and Christian Herberholtz. And my goodness, if Chase also, like you said, gives us that. Dustin, I'm not backing off from it. Like I said just a minute ago, man, we could be going back to the small town in Nebraska. And you start looking at at this thing, and what they were talking about on uh, the broadcast the other night was – uh, my brother said that they were talking about um, Auburn not having the funds and uh, them being behind because, like, the state of Alabama doesn't have a lottery and they somehow get these kids here. And the NIL baseball collective isn't what other schools like Florida, Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, things like that have. And we're behind on our facilities, you know, but somehow Butch Thompson gets a Zach Crotchfield. He gets a Drew Nelson. He gets a Chris Stanfield. And you look at the recruiting rankings and Auburn's bringing in the second ranked recruiting class in the country. All right. And the guy's building a dynasty at Auburn. All right. Who's 
behind on stadium. All right. They're behind on facilities. They're behind on money. They're behind on scholarships. Right. And my man is building something where now LSU fans have lost it on social media. They've (laughs) lost it because they said, well, we lost back-to-back series. I had one today tell me, you know, I'm being so sarcastic when I say this. I said, Kendall, put Auburn number one. You know they're the number one team in the country. And he said, oh, you really think you're number one? We're still better than you. Obviously not, all right? We played three games. We won two. You won one, all right? So, uh, you know, I I don't know. Uh, but they've lost it, man, and, and uh, they're scrambling down there. You know, the Auburn Tigers, the true Tigers of the SEC, have come in and, and planted dominance. And, and Butch said, we're here. We're going to be taken serious. And, you know, I remember a couple weeks ago, I'm kind of rambling on here, but <clears> – <throat> I remember a couple weeks ago, one of the guys on Twitter said, you know, the Auburn fan base is just absolutely uh, horrible. The Auburn baseball fans are horrible. They, uh, they just want, they just want everything to be right. 100% of the time. They don't want mistakes. They don't want errors. They don't want bad days on the mound. And I said, no, we're not, we're not the worst fan base in the country. We're actually one of the best. Because we know we've come out, we've come out of the mud, Dustin. That's where I that's where I viewed the baseball program. We were we were dormant. All right. We come out the mud, bro. And now we're back to what we used to be. And people like me and you have gotten a taste of Omaha. Our age group, guys younger than us, have gotten a taste of Omaha. And we just want to go back. And we we we've knocked off one of the most historic programs in college baseball history last year stanford we want to go back we want to be better we want to win more we we want to make it to the college world series final in the best of 3 championship series we want that and butch told us the goal isn't to make it there anymore it's to win it yeah and that's what we want. That's why we're hard on kids because we expect more. We know they've got it in them. And by God, we have called it all year long. And they showed it this weekend, Dustin. They showed it to the entire country. And now people want to start getting on the Auburn train. D1 Baseball wants to start getting on the Auburn train. Baseball America wants to start getting on the Auburn train. Hell of a job this weekend, Dustin. I'm I'm just so damn proud of each and every person that has something to do with Auburn baseball, brother. Yeah, Drew was – if his stuff's going to look like that, man, and if that's going to be your option coming out, because you're about done with the midweek, right? So, I mean, at this point, we got you got two more. Yeah. So, yeah. if you can just have him coming out of the bullpen in postseason play and he's going to give you that right there, man. Or if, you know, you get into – deep into one of these regionals you're in your fourth or fifth game and you got to have somebody to start give me that drew give me that uh yeah. just young guys that as the season has gone on have gotten better they answer the bell after that after that mississippi state or i'll say this so when you have a season right where you turn it around at some point there's usually a, a day to point to there's usually a time you can point to and say 
That's where the, that's where it started. I believe it was game three versus Mississippi State because that yeah. could have went one of two ways. You could have lost that series, and then where are you at? You found a way to win it in what was a crazy series because both teams both teams were in the same boat. They, I believe they were what? Mississippi State was barely in. Yeah. And then we were barely yeah. out, or we were both in the first some, – somewhere around there. But both teams – had to win that series. That's why all three of those games, I believe, were decided by one run. Just a crazy series. That Sunday, we figured it out. We found a way to win. And I think that was a turning point for this team. You've seen a different team since then. You, there's so many guys. We've mentioned how many guys have we said in this podcast alone? He stepped up. He stepped up. He stepped yeah. up. He stepped up. He's, I mean, it just, it's a team but- sport. They got it. You got to do it. It's got to be across the whole thing. We were complaining and saying, well, we'll hit good, and then the pitching staff will suck. And then the pitch will pitch good, and then we won't hit. Yep. These last three weeks, man, that has been that has been not an issue. They're coming through at the right times. We're getting timely hits. We're just we're making the right plays. Man, we are we are so dangerous. And that's why you see everybody, because the lineup is what it is. Everyone across the country is enamored with a freshman like Ike Irish. Yeah. Every every time we play somebody, their coach gushes about it. Their players gush about him. They talk about how deadly and dangerous this lineup is. You see how hot Coop's been. Not his best weekend, but he still found a way to get on base. Had to walk off to – I mean, we 10-run ruled LSU, dude. We yeah. just 10-run ruled the number one team in the country. Instead of us getting 10-run ruled on a Sunday, we 10-run ruled – a team that hasn't lost a series all year. Just playing Auburn baseball. And like you said, dude, Butch is building a dynasty. And that's why you can recruit guys with some of the deficiencies that we have, not even as a program, really as a state. Because you also go back to what Lindsey talked about, the scholarship issue from – because in Florida it's called Bright Future Scholarship, where if you have a 3.0, you get a free scholarship in state. They don't have that in Alabama, whereas all these other SEC school states do have it. There's a lot of disadvantages that that we're in just being a baseball school or just as a baseball program in the state of Alabama. Bush is able to overcome all those things to sign a number two class because he's such a high-character guy, man. Like, people want to play for him. And now it's becoming a thing where you can almost look at it and say – over the course of a season, I trust Bush is going to find a way to win us some games. Like, it seems like he figures out the deficiencies and he tinkers over here and he tinkers over here and let me mess with this and let me put this guy here. And as fans, we're sitting there going, what the hell is he doing changing all this stuff up all the time? And then by the end of the season, we get this end product to where we're usually playing really good baseball. Uh He's just – we're really, really lucky to have him. Uh, I think that when you talk about things we need to do as a program to make sure we keep him forever, I think these these really cool stadium upgrades and kind of the life that is being pumped back into the baseball program will have a, have a big part to do with that because he's fought for these stadium upgrades for so long. Um, yeah. Now he's finally getting them. When you see the Eagle take off from center field like that, you got to think, man, this is something that we need to do more often just – a well put on production from the school as a whole. Like again, the fans showed out. 
Uh, the fans showed out on Twitter this weekend. So just awesome time, man. And we're we are we are probably we're probably the most dangerous baseball team in the country right now. We're probably the hottest team in the country. I agree, one hundred percent, man. And and uh, I wanted to call out some more people, and I'll just start with the outfield play, man. Bobby Pierce, not only in the in the grass, but also at the plate. Uh, big hit after big hit after big hit this weekend. Great abs, great approach from him at the plate. Uh, and gro- killed it every time. Just crushed the ball every time Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Let's see, what did he go? Whatever day he hit the home run, like even his outs were all warning tracks. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. That was Saturday, yeah. Was Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Saturday, and then Sunday he went one for three. Uh, but yeah, Bobby, great abs, uh, and Cooper found it. Uh, Sunday, I yeah. think he would he go three for four Sunday. Uh, struggled Friday and Saturday a little bit, but found it Sunday. And like you mentioned with the walk-off, uh, Kaysen Howell Sunday, an absolute performance, man. Uh, we already know what he can do on defense. That's that's not even up uh, for discussion. But, man, what he has done this year with the stick uh, has been phenomenal to watch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, have a day, kid drive the baseball off the monster and then he hits one again and Trey Morgan has to make a tough play. He can't get it. And, uh, and he legs out another one to three B. So, uh, case and how have a day. And then my last guy, you know, well, let, let Stanfield, we know what he can do, man. The, the yards he covered on that ball in the gap and case and laid out for it and Stanfield called it standing up. I said, my dude, have fun getting anything down on this outfield. I mean, this outfield is unreal. Don't run on uh, either. And, and yeah, and, and I look, I thought Stanfield had great ABs against Skeens. He might have K'd a couple times, whatever. He had great ABs against him. Um, and and um, I'm really I'm really proud of him. Um, and and my last guy is Caden Green. Caden Green doesn't get a lot of love, but he made a play in the first inning. They had a runner on second. Tommy White hit a double, uh, and uh, they had one out. And a ball was hitting the 34-hole, 3-4-hole. For those of you who might not watch a whole lot of baseball, that is in between first and second base. All right. Uh, And Caden goes out in the grass, lays out, gloves it, gets up, throws a strike to Coop, and gets the out. And then comes in, and LSU starter Christian Little cannot find the zone. I mean, he is everywhere, sporadic, all over the place. Doesn't even record an out. LSU brings another cat in. They, they, they just struggled. They were walking people left and right. They walked six people in the first inning. All right, and Caden Green comes up and comes up with a clutch hit down the left field line. And I know my my buddy takes a lot of heat sometimes for you know they say, oh well, Caden doesn't give you anything at the plate. But he steps up in the most crucial moments, it feels like, and he makes either a big play out in the field. I go back to one of the plays he made in Tuscaloosa. That was a big-ass play for us. Uh, The play he made uh, against LSU this weekend, that was big. Uh, He just – he seems to be there at the right time, and there's been some magical double plays with him and Cole in the middle of this year. Uh, that have been really, really fun to watch. So I wanted to give Caden his props 
and his shout out uh, for just being clutch in game three, man, and really putting the freaking dagger in their yeah. chest and saying, hey, we're ending this one. We've had a horrific, a horrific season on Sundays, but damn it, this one, we're going to end it early in eight and we're going to cut you. So, Dustin, it was a phenomenal series. Can't say enough about the Auburn Tigers, man. Uh, before we wrap this one up, like always, I'm going to leave you with your final thoughts, your final words, man, whatever you have to say to the Auburn Tiger family. Yeah, real quick on Kaysen. That was just really cool because it was back-to-back triples, uh, two yeah. RBI triples. Just crazy, bro. He's raking. Uh, just a, sun, Sunday was such a fun day. It felt like the baseball gods were saying, when I was watching all those walks take place, I said, oh, this is the baseball gods throwing us a bow. <laughs> yeah. They said, man, y'all have had to sit through it this year. Uh, here you go. Have a day with the shoes on the other foot. And <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, just be on the lookout, guys. Be on the lookout Thursday night, uh, Friday morning, if you go to bed early. Big uh, podcast dropping with a special guest. Going to be talking a lot of basketball and football with him, a uh, guy that y'all know well. So just look forward to that. And, we love to see these views going up, man. Keep hitting that thumbs up button. Tell your friends, subscribe, and uh, just all love. Appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, I love that, Dustin, man. And 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 like you said, uh, just click subscribe. Uh, go over to Apple, Spotify. Do what you can. Um, we we really appreciate it. Uh, I know I've been clipping things and uploading shorts. You guys have been uh, interacting with those, commenting, liking. We love it. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling. Uh, we we want to produce baseball content. We also want to produce everything else. But it is baseball season. Uh, we are excited. This team has responded. And, Dustin, what you got? I was going to say, I see a lot of people out there saying, uh, of course, because I watch, listen to all the Auburn podcasts, you know, all that. And I see a lot of people saying, we need more Auburn baseball stuff. We need more Auburn baseball stuff. So tell your friends, man, like y'all know we cover in every game. Anytime mm-hmm. I play baseball, you know we're going to do it. So share it out, tell your friends. And uh, I want to get this in. Shout out to our girl, uh, Miss Julie, on Twitter. I saw your uh, your post about your dog. That sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Love you. Praying for you, man. That's, uh, your pets are your family members. So I know that's rough. And uh, just know that you're in my prayers tonight. I, that sucks. Yeah, man. Um, prayers out to her and her family. Uh for having to go through that, man, I know it's a difficult time. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's part of the Auburn family, man. It's like us taking up for Brandy Mack uh, when old buddy wanted to get sideways. So that's what we do uh, as Auburn fans is we take each we take up for each other and we have each other's back. Uh, we might get uh, into, you know, we might get into a little confrontation here and there with each other. But at the end of the day, we love each other. Uh, we support each other. And uh, we will ride and die for one uh, for each other. So uh, with that being said, we're going to wrap this one up. And like always, we're going to leave you all with a war. Damn Eagle. We will catch you on the next one. We're out.